Clint. Hello. There's no music again. You know what that means. What does that mean? You lost Sean Michelle. Sean Michelle, he's right there. He's right there. Look at him. Oh, there he is. We found him. Look at that epic beard. He's next to the dogs playing poker. And it fits in great. No, you know what it really does mean? We've got another interview. Another guest. Another guest. And me and Travis, and sometimes we love interviewing Razorbacks. It's our favorite thing. Travis loves yawning. For those listening, Travis just yawned. I just yawned. But we're up late for us, and we're old men. But we also enjoy talking to just some some guys that we know and hearing their story. And so tonight, we got a very special guest, Mr. Jonas Goins, who um, unfortunately beat your boy in a jiu-jitsu match. He did. He beat you. But he had his own school. Interesting cat. Got a very interesting story. Yeah, neat guy. Neat guy. And I hope you enjoy his story and I hope you enjoy listening to him. Uh, be sure you like, share, subscribe. Oh, you'll enjoy it. Just listen. Yeah, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Sit right here and listen. Or watch or listen or wherever you're yeah. at right now. Wherever you're listening to this right now. Just keep going. So, just do what you're doing right now. Do what you're doing right now. Listen to Lushan Michelle. Keep going. Michelle's going to come in. One, two, three, four. And, it, and then you're going to feel right at home. You're going to get amped up a little bit. And then you're going to hear the interview of a neat guy named Jonas Goins. And I didn't know him. Clint introduced me. I met him for the first time on here. And I was impressed with him. Neat guy. Learned some things about jujitsu. And uh, he's a guy that started late in life. And uh, he tells a little bit about what it did for him and um, what he's been able to do in really a short time, Clint. He's, he's not yeah. been doing it too long. And so, um, anyway, just worth li- it's worth listening to, folks. Worth listening to. Worth watching. Even with us on there, it's worth watching. All right. Sean Michelle, Jonas Goins. Dude, what you doing right now? Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. Believe it? Just keep doing. Are you sure Sean Michelle is back? Just I'm joined by my man, Big C, Clint Clark. How you doing, Clint? Man, I'm 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 great. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Like really, excited? really excited. 
You look pumped excited. Up. Pumped up. Well, man, since you're excited, we got a special guest today, man, and we want to uh, – he's a friend of yours, and so I want you yeah. to introduce him to the people properly. Man, it is the man that actually my last competitive jiu-jitsu match handed me an L. Great, great, great guy. Um, I can't say enough good things about Mr. Jonas Goins. Jonas Goins. We were interested in Razorback football player, and Travis kept calling him the wrong name one time, Jonas. So he's like, Landon Rogers. I'm like, it's Landon Jackson. That's right. <laughs> so, hey, I, I call it much worse. So. There you go. So if I accidentally call you Jonas Brothers, I'm sorry. Again. <laughs> How many how many times do you get that joke, Jonas? Yeah. Who'd have thought? Hey, as long as you get part of their paycheck, you're good with it, right? If only. If only. <laughs> now, now, Jonas, I was going to tell you, I told you, you know, tell a story about after or match, we, we went against each other in Tulsa, the Tulsa Open. Huh? Um, so after, you know, it just – you know, and afterwards, you know, I, it didn't go my way that day. Right, right. Went against Daniel, and uh -huh. fastest I've ever been taken down my entire life. Yeah, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It's just front, and then it's just all you know downhill from there. <laughs> and so, I'd been talking the entire way from Arkansas about how after the match, uh -huh. I'm going to the cheesecake factory and I'm going to murder some cheesecake. <laughs> right. That's all I've been talking about. And Travis heard the story. And we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I don't. I, I doubt you've heard it. So I go to the Cheesecake Factory. It's wrapped up. I'm, I'm sitting there. My 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 ego's just damaged. And now, Jonas, you live in Tulsa, right? Yes, sir. So, do you ever attend the Cheesecake Factory in Tulsa? I, I have eaten there many a time. Okay. Well, <laughs> I uh, love. Now, Clint's a little angry with him, so just beware. Got it. Okay. If, if right. you're friendly, you know the manager. If you're friendly, then Clint may try to ruin it for you right now. Okay? Uh -oh. I'm, just I'm just throwing that out there. So, so me and my guys I'm with, I get, I get up the front. I order – I can't even remember what cheesecake I order. But they didn't have the first one I picked out, so I ended up going my second choice. So, keep in mind, me goes damaged. I'm on my second choice of cheesecake. <laughs> so, then the people that are riding with me, they go up to the counter. So I'm sitting in the waiting area. I open up my cheesecake and I start eating it. Uh -huh. But keep in mind, and, and despite what Travis will tell you, I'm not crying at this point. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, Jonas. When he told this story before, Jonas, I had to double check. <laughs> he was wearing pants. Okay, good. And a shirt. Uh -huh. And he says he was not crying. I was right. not openly sobbing. You know, I'm, I'm questionable on the openly sobbing thing. <laughs> I believe him when he says he was wearing pants because I think he would tell me if he wasn't. Oh, whatever. But anyway. and I'm ashamed to go around shirtless. So yeah. Um, last time it happened, they tried to push me back in the ocean. Neither. <laughs> but so, but those are like they tell my pants, like yeah, tell me can't eat that in here. What? I'm in the cheesecake factory eating cheesecake. Right. And they're like, I figure you want people to come in and see me enjoying the cheesecake. Uh -huh. But apparently you cannot eat cheesecake in the lobby of the Cheesecake Factory. Ah, uh -huh. okay. Yeah. 
it was a sad story and i was spicy about it i'm like really i'm like yeah, weird one I'm like, so, I so did you eat it anyway I, I well i'd already finished i'd ate what i was going to eat because i didn't want too much dairy on my stomach driving back to arkansas <laughs> that's that's the part of being being old now Right, right, right. Back in back in my 20s, I just crushed the entire cheesecake, like the entire cheesecake. Now I can't do that. That's when he took his high heels off, threw them at him, and left. <laughs> you know, I'm leaving this establishment. Right. right. That, that was just a day for you. Yeah, it was a rough, it was a rough day. Yeah. Now, Jonas, you're black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What other martial arts have um yeah. do you do? Well, uh, um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, jujitsu is my kind of my mainstay, my main thing. Um, I uh, used to fight MMA. I, I've, I've uh, fought, uh, you know, regular American kickboxing. I fought uh, Muay Thai. Um, you, uh, you know, I just, I just kind of jumped in with uh, uh, both feet. Um, you know, so after after I had, uh, I think I was a a, a blue belt. And uh, started going through a divorce, and uh, I, I was I was I, I had some some issues to work out, and uh, I, I'd start I'd started training uh, uh, doing MMA classes uh, over with Todd Ryan at the time, and uh, uh, Dale Cook posted for a uh, needing a two hundred fiver for uh, an amateur MMA uh, uh, fight, and uh, so I I messaged him said hey. You know, who's, this is who I'm under, you know, I, I'd love to do it. I didn't think I'd get the fight. And uh, uh, he says, I'll get back to you next day. He says, you're in. I'm like, oh, okay. Now keep in mind at this point, I've only been training, uh, uh, striking a couple months, you mm -hmm. know, so mainly my base was just jujitsu. And uh, I, I had my first fight. Um, it was, uh, uh it was at the river spirit casino and um either the first or second punch he cracked my orbital and uh it was like one of those moments where uh <laughs> where it's surreal and it's like this is really happening wow and then he kind of comes to crack and i go oh we're in a fight okay and then <laughs> we went from there and uh but after that uh man i i had the best time i loved it and I would have gone and done it all over again in the same night. And uh, I went, you know, I was just all into it for, for a number of years. Yeah. It, it's funny because me and you actually both went through divorces at Bluebell. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. is that a weird thing to have in common? <laughs> but, well, purple belts can't be on time to, to warm up and blue, you know, there's the, the, the divorce curse, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You can call the disappearing bluebells just disappearing wives, I guess. I don't know. Now, Jonas, tell me just a little bit about your life growing up. Did you get into like martial arts young? No. Sports and stuff like that, or were you? Know, oh, I was. Uh, I was. You know, I, 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 I wasn't into anything growing up except getting in trouble, honestly. <laughs> and uh, I, I did not. I wasn't super involved with sports to any real degree. Um, besides just, you know, playing with the other kids in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I did not get involved with uh, jujitsu even until I was, you know, 40, 41. Um, so I didn't start doing any of this 
until I was in my forties. And, um, I was invited out to, uh, um, a kid's class to take my kids to meet a, a friend of mine. And it's like, Hey, you gotta bring the kids, you know, this jujitsu thing. I was like, great. I'd been watching UFC and it's like, Oh, cool. And, uh, I knew some of the guys that were there and they called me, there's like, Jonas, you need to get out here. And I was like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do this jujitsu thing. And they're like, no, you gotta get out here. And man, by the, by the end of that class, <clears throat> I was hooked. And, uh, uh, then I've been, I've been thoroughly committed ever since, but before that growing up, you know, no real, I, I wasn't an athlete. You know, I was like this tall, thin, you know, whenever I was young, I had this, believe it or not, I had the long hair, you know, it was, uh, three quarters of the way down my back. And, uh, um, you know, I'd wear Har Harley t-shirts and get in trouble. And, and, uh, uh, so I, I think that I, I played a partial season of football in middle school, but I'd gotten in too much trouble. And so I got yanked out of it. <laughs> so that's no. cool. You got into it, you know, late in life. And, mm -hmm. and um, man, that's, that's, that's pretty neat. Now, how many years have you been in? You ain't got to tell your age, I guess, but. <laughs> oh, I don't mind at all. Um, I, I'm uh, going to be 52 here in a few weeks. Okay. And, uh, you know, so I've been at it a little over, little over 10 years now um but uh yeah I, one of the great things that i got out of getting into martial arts is just really getting in tune with the idea of not limiting myself you know growing up i really i, I had this you know this big thing where i just didn't believe in myself and i didn't believe that i could do anything and um you know and i held on to that for a long time until my my first kid was born and then that started changing my thinking where i was like oh wait you know that you know i i don't want my i don't want my kids to to have this limited viewpoint of themselves and so i started kind of really starting to push myself to to do to do more things but then i got into uh whenever i got into jujitsu it, it really went into it with the idea of you know let's not put limits Let's not say what I can and can't do. And then, you know, it turns out that, you know, I was able to do a lot of things that people told me I, you know, I, I couldn't do or I shouldn't do or whatever. Um, you know, I mean, I was, I was fighting, you know, uh, uh, MMA with, you know, I was, I've had, I was beating guys half my age mm -hmm. and uh, I, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> there, was, there was a certain pride in that. So. Yeah. Would you say that, that idea of, um, that thought you said you had in your mind of, of you, the limits that you had, uh -huh. you think that was uh, your voice in your head, or you think that was kind of some other voices you had heard growing up? And well, you know, it's people too, or just a mix of the both, or what? I I I think that you know we we translate all the information coming in, you know, and you could take two kids. And they can tell, both be told the same thing and they're going to translate that differently. Yeah. Now, um, you know, there were some, definitely some issues uh, growing up that were not okay, you know, uh, without getting into detail, but, um, but uh, you know, I, I really translated things in a way that uh, um, wasn't helpful to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, there, there came a certain point where 
um, once I started becoming aware of that as an adult, then um, I had to start challenging that and and really kind of being responsible for um, changing that viewpoint. And you know, one of the great things with being involved in competition is that I, I've been exposed to you know different things that that have challenged my beliefs and challenged the way that I look at things mm-hmm. and that forced me to have to go, wait a minute, you know, this belief I had about myself or about the world, you know, it's probably not true and it's certainly not helping me. And, you know, having to replace those beliefs with, with new ideas, that makes any sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And and that's why I I dug deeper on that because I think there's a lot of people out there that have those voices, whether that's internal, whether that's something they've heard from, yeah whatever they've, they've had a parent or a right a bully or something like that you yes. know someone they hear that in their head of you know uh, you're not going to be much you're not going to do much or you know you're not you know you're just you know don't even think about it kind of thing yeah. i think that's where things like sports mm-hmm. that's where things like especially individual sports like jujitsu and yeah like that force you to go past those barriers uh, right because you you know you have to come to a point of you know am i going to get past this you know i mean as you and clint both have right rose up to get your belts you know am i gonna am i gonna achieve you know you're you're a black belt now right yeah 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 in 10 years yeah Mm -hmm. that's well, That's pretty good, right? I mean, I don't know a lot about well, it. Took, it took me. It took me thirteen. <laughs> you know, I, but then again, I did. I was a. And you're a beast. I, yeah, I was a three tip white belt. I mean, three tip blue belt for years. But <laughs> but, I, but that was kind of me taking a break. And, yeah. Right, right, right. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? It, it's. And oh I, yeah. yeah. That's one of the great things about what y'all do. You know, well, in martial arts, or and I, and I think any sport really. I mean, we talk a lot about different sports here. And well, with, and with my my kids' classes, that's kind of one of the 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 really you know, and really with with everyone that that comes to to, to ground control, um, it, but especially with the kids, it's you know, I really want to find that that right balance with you know pushing them, but at the same time, you know, building them. You know, I yeah. I'm. Not down person you know i'm not like i you know some people's like you know that you know tear you down to build you up you know like, nah, i don't know about all that um, I, you know for me i i i want you know uh this place to be a safe place where you know the kids can come and yeah they're going to get pushed past their limits they are you know absolutely but they're also going to be built up to believe that they're capable of doing that and i and and that's you know, one of the things where I, I think that there's, you know, there's different styles of coaching. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that, uh, I, I don't know, I just, I, I want to be that voice that they hear that um, years later, they're going to go, oh, man, you know, that really made a difference to me. And it really helped me. And it really made me believe that I could do things that I didn't think I could do. Yeah, you, you want to build a humble confidence. It's a, that, that it's a confidence, yeah. but a confidence that is a very aware. Yeah. yeah. So I know, I know what you're saying there. That's good. Well, and, and you know, if you, I, I think someone 
in a conversation a long time ago, talked about the, you know, the difference between, uh, you know, uh, uh, being humble and, you know, humiliation, you know, humiliation makes you, you know, you, you feel like you're less than, but humble is like you're, you're equal to, you're not greater than, you're not less than. And, and, you know, I think that, that we as just people in general, you know, we should see each other as, oh, I'm an equal to you. You know, we are, I belong here and, uh, um, and, and I have value and, oh, wait, so do you, (laughs) you know, not, I don't need to be above you or, and I don't need to be below. Yeah. And and I think that's important in, in any sport, you know, to look at your opponent, to look at anybody and say, look, they can achieve greatness just like I can achieve greatness. Well, I mean, you're today I'm going for the greatness. You know what I mean? Like there's got to be a little bit of a, Oh yeah. There's got to be some confidence there. You know, you got to win, you know, you're you're going in to win. Uh, But at at the, at the end of it all um, either a, and this is what, what, this is what I tell my kids is either a, you're going to win. And if you win, we're going to celebrate that. And, you know, good work. You know, you've, you've worked hard to get there. You know, this is good. If you lose, then your, your opponent has done you a favor because they have shown you something that you need to work on. So you yeah. can get. And, and I think that that type of viewpoint is what's going to gonna push people to, to get better. So tell us what does Clint need to work on then? Cause you humbled him. Um, what, what? Um, is it any, is there anything that cheesecake well, I, actually you know what is i can probably answer that question better than jonas yeah i thought about it no you know because me and, well me and john jones can tell you what happened to me and this is this is dealing with with what they call head trash kind of mm. what we're talking about so i went out there against daniel oh yeah Jay he foot swept me in about 10 seconds. Mm. I mean, it was fast. It, it was no fast. foot sweep. No foot sweep. He took <laughs> me I was down. pretty good at that on Street Fighter. <laughs> it goes to tell you in the ultra heavyweight division, the last place you want to be yeah. is on bottom. It's, yeah. it's a bad spot being underneath. I mean, it's a bad spot being underneath Jonas. I can tell you from personal experience. So, I got foot swept, got beat, and it was it was probably one of the quickest of it, the quickest of beat I've ever had in a tournament. Now I've got Jonas, who's sitting there waiting for me, wait ready for his match. I've just been destroyed, like <laughs> I've never been destroyed before, and I've got to get it back on track. Mm-hmm. I didn't go for one takedown against you. I don't believe I sat there and tried to pull guard, and you took me down. Yeah, yeah. I've been working my rat. I got. I let the head trash. Yeah, yeah. And that's not that. And I and I and I told because me I was whining to you. I, I don't know if you call it whining, but we were talking after the tournament. Mm. And, and I apologize. I was like, I don't want to take anything from from you because you beat me. And you're like, no, I get it, Clint. You can be upset at your performance. Right, right. I'm still giving me credit, and right. that's what it was. And that's not to say that have I had that not happened of being you against each other first that you wouldn't have beat me. Right. But it was just I. I lost that. I lost that match where we ever slapped hands. Yeah, it it it. You know, it is what it is. It's part. You know, it's I, 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 the game. I part of the whole part of the 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 experience, right? And, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and and I think everybody, you know, unless you're Gordon Ryan, I guess, um, you know, you know, everyone goes into, you know, a situation, and it doesn't take much sometimes to to make you sit there and question and 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 have you know bad reflection, you know, and, and your your brain going to the wrong place, and uh, and if you get caught there, man, that's a tough place, tough place to be. Mm-hmm. No, a hundred, a hundred percent. And it, it was hard to get it back on and you, uh, but also Jonas is a tremendous grappler. Thank you. But he, he did tell me, he goes, he said, I wanted to go for that foot sweep, but Daniel took it from me because you weren't going to let that happen. Yet. Yeah. yeah. Was Daniel Damon. Was it Daniel or Damon? I think it's Daniel Williams. Da- okay. Daniel's about. Oh, Daniel. oh, Daniel. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He did take that. I, cause, uh, you know, I, I, I really like the foot sweep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got it. And I was like, well, great. all right. This <laughs> is a beast, dude. Uh, if it helps at all, I, I, Daniel and I have gone back and forth uh, several times. We both beat each other. But I remember the last time that I went with him and he was he had started, uh, you know, he started lifting weights and he got he got a little bit jacked. And I just remember like. You're already eight foot tall, dude. But it's like this is not fair. <laughs> it would have been helpful to know that he's a black belt in judo before I went out there. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been helpful. But you know, he actually went because I went went to Vegas to Master Worlds. I had to mm-hmm. drop out, of course. But so I was out in Vegas and I saw him out there, and he actually won a match of black belt in Vegas. Wow. Yeah. So that, yeah. That that that's <laughs> Travis. That is really really hard to do. He, he is because no- they seed you, and so you know he got somebody good. Yeah, yeah, because they, they don't set that up to have Bruno Bastos go against Gabriel Gonzaga in round one. Right, 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 right. It is, it is, uh, it is round. They may make sure that's toward the end. They let yeah. Gabriel Gonzaga go against, against Clint. No joke, man. He and and he's also. You know, like just another sweetheart guy, and you know, one one of the things that you know I, I think people don't understand is that you know, from really my experience from white belt on up, is that I end up being buddies with everyone I compete against. You know, I mean, we're we're among the the small percentage of people who choose to place themselves in this weird situation where it's like okay we're gonna we're gonna play murder with each other you know <laughs> on this mat and uh you know and and afterwards it's like oh man you know if you got me hey great job man i mean wow well, you really kicked my butt you know congratulations and we can be we can be friendly about it and and have a camaraderie to it i love that now 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 you've done have you done any super fights yeah mm-hmm. do you prefer the super fight format or the tournament, which would be your preference, a super fight or a tournament? Um, the difference, Clint. A super fight's basically, it's kind of like it's an exhibition match, yeah. and it's usually submission only. They're not keeping score. Mm-hmm. Different ones have different tiebreakers. Some of them go to judges' decisions. Some of them, it's just the tie. And then like the one I did against Shane Goforth, it's whoever gets the first takedown. Yeah. And so uh, – I, I I prefer that format because you, you have to you you have to be looking for the submission. Yeah, uh, 
you know, I, you know, I, I do, I've done some submission, uh, submission only tournament. Um, we, it's so easy to get used to the point system. And, um, whenever you don't have that there suddenly, you know, the, you have to approach things differently. Um, and I, and I, I love the, the concept of, well, you've got to be looking for the submission. You got to be looking for the win instead of kind of riding it out, you know, if you're ahead on points and stuff. No, because I got caught my last fight I did, I actually got caught minute nine of a 10 minute fight. Oh, and yeah. Uh, and it, it happens. I will, you yeah. know, it happens, but it's one of them deals where, like, okay, I knew I couldn't. It, it had judges' decisions, and I would have had the judges. Yeah. But like, I, I didn't know in my head. I'm like, okay, I don't know how they're going to see it. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't just settle. I had to advance and I had to keep going. Yeah. And, in that in that format but i personally prefer the points i like to know that i can sit there there was actually a tournament we're doing the austin open the score was zero two advantages zero 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 i had the two advantages there were 10 seconds left and and i had side control Uh obviously you know what i'm doing right i'm like we're in side control for this next 10 seconds all right, 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 Finish right. Goes, my coach yelled at me to go to Neon Belly, and uh, I looked at him and go, no! <laughs> I'm not doing it. Um, like, no, absolutely not. I'm in side control. I've got two advantages. Uh-huh. We're staying here for the next 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, there's, there's a difference between hanging out for, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds, and, you know, whenever people, like, get up in points and then they ride it out for – two minutes or whatever it's like you gotta get you gotta get more active at least, keep, at least keep fishing for something and try yeah. to position a little bit now one of the things that really it, it you know grinds my gears i'm it's, I teasing travis on our podcast this week that that he that he was spicy and i this is something that gets me spicy <laughs> so we're both older guys i'm 46 you're 51 about to be 52 yeah we're both ultra heavyweights mm-hmm. which is 220 and up. Yeah. I'm closer to the and up. <laughs> but I see a lot of the ultra heavyweight matches where where they're so much quicker to call stalling on us. Yes. And I've I've seen the smaller guy matches. I see the middleweight matches where they're doing they're they're just they're they're taking the same amount of time to figure out who gets on top, but it's like they're quicker to call stalling. Right. Um, do you find that to be a true statement? Yeah, it, it's it certainly feels that way. Uh, the, the the problem, you know, a, a good example for me is uh, I think it was at that that tournament where I had a match against Damon, and Damon's a twenty something guy um, who is stout. He's strong um you know he he is uh, uh really good uh got a lot of respect for him i'd never rolled with him before um we we we've been friendly with each other we'd never rolled and when we hook up and as soon as i felt him i knew it was like oh i there's no way i'm taking this dude down and so my you know i i'm looking at okay you know i i, I just need to keep pushing him and trying to get him tired and then, you know, hopefully my hope was that he, he would 
uh, he would go in for a shot and then I would counter with that. Well, you know, they, they, they called us for stalling several times. And, uh, but it was like, you know, there's a point in here where, okay, the, if this is supposed to be reflective of quote unquote, a self-defense situation, um, you know, I'm not going to just throw myself under some big guy. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Now, now in that particular match, my, uh, uh, that strategy did not work out for me because I got tired and, and he did not. <laughs> and then he shot and then he crushed me. <laughs> so. You no, know, no, but it does definitely seem that way, I man. Because I, I wanted to go, dude. Do you want to come out here and try to take this big guy down? Right, right. I mean, it's not the easiest thing in the world to take me down, despite yeah. what happened against Daniel. It's not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> but in same thing with like somebody like yourself, it's just not easy. And I feel like, and that's something that's been bugging me for a while, for for years, is I feel like they're so quick to call the big guys for stalling. Yeah, yeah. And, when we move, it means something. And when you're trying to move that guy, get him on the ground, it means something. Yeah, yeah. Because you shoot on one of us and we sprawl, you're you're uh, you're smashed. It it, it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. No, I won the Chicago Open because some guy shot on me and I sprawled and it was down, it was over for him. Uh, now, now I know one of the things that I did, why you know, I, I I didn't Facebook stalk you before a match. I promise. <laughs> um, but we we became friends afterwards. We had each other's friends, and yeah, uh-huh. and, and just, you know, you're big into music. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, you play guitar. What what yep. instruments do you play? And tell me a little bit about your music background. Oh, um, well, I uh, you know, whenever I talked about earlier about not limiting myself, um, you know, I had been I'd kind of been involved with music off and on my whole life. You know, I, not, you know, I was never like super talented or anything, but, you know, it's always been an interest. Um, but it was one of those things where I just told myself, it's like, oh, you're not good enough. Why bother? Okay. So uh, my first kid is born. And then, you know, I'm kind of going through this challenging of my beliefs. And, you know, it's like, what, you know, what is it that I want to show my kids? Um, so that was one of the first things that I started really jumping into was uh um music and you know and i i've written stuff off and on for for many years um but so i i started uh um playing and trying to put some songs together and teach myself how to do that and then i had a friend that said hey you should go do this open mic thing and so i started doing these open mics and then i started meeting other musicians and it kind of grew from there um, you know, so I've, I've been involved with music off and on for, for, you know, a good, you know, 20 years now. Um, and I, I, uh, yeah, I, it's a very wide taste. Um, a, a majority of my stuff is really kind of singer songwriter acoustic bass, but, uh, you know, I also had a, a really fun project that was kind of, a uh, uh, more of a, uh, you know, heavier, rock thing that uh, I got to sing for that and uh but my I, I play I play guitar um you know I play I, I think of it I play well enough to be able to put songs together but you're never going to see me um you know ripping leads and um <laughs> you know, being a guitar hero so but there's something like that about getting out of your comfort zone 
Yes. And getting up front of people. Because me and this entire podcast got started because me and Travis were talking about doing open mic night at the, the Chuckle Hut. Uh-huh. But we were talking about like, hey, we do this, and you know, we both were thinking about doing it, and we haven't ever done it just because it seems like it's usually Sunday night, and Travis is working on Sundays, the one day mm-hmm. that we work. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but so we we both we've, we've been talking about doing it, and and of course, there's the like, oh my, well, no one's gonna think I'm funny, right? He's gonna yeah. laugh at me, and not in a good way. It's just gonna be. Yeah. But you know, in the reality, everybody would probably be very supportive. But you know, there's just there's that fear because, like, even doing that, like, every jujitsu tournament, I get to the point, like, at some point, I'm like, "Why the crap do I do this? Why do I put myself through this? Like, yeah. just get through this when you never have to do another one, yeah. and then you get out there and you have fun." Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I I in jujitsu and MMA and Muay Thai, all of those. I've had many a time where I find myself in the middle of, you know, a mat or a cage or a ring and this going like, I volunteered for this. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, but it, it's, yeah. All right. Chal- if you, if you yeah. think that's Hedzi, you should try preaching. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These people, some of which are older than me and wiser yeah. than me. Uh, are listening to me for advice right now uh-huh. <laughs> you know uh-huh. that can go to your head too <laughs> right right yeah but yeah no no you also have a you do a thing where you interview other jiu-jitsu guys right i do yeah tell me a little bit about that i mean well, I saw that you had i saw you had some really cool guests on there yeah um so i just started kind of doing that on a on a lark really um so I, I get out to a lot of local gyms. Um, I always have, I love cross training. I'm a big believer in it. Um, and you know, I, I just, you know, I think that Tulsa in the kind of the 918 area, um, you know, has like a really special vibe to it. Um, it's very supportive. Uh, you can, you can cross train at most places and you're going to have experience, but I, I, you know, I have these great conversations with people that, uh, you know, the idea is like, man, if I could just, if, if I could have this conversation and, and other people be a part of it, then I, I think that that has value. And um, so I just decided, it's like, well, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to see if uh, some of these people that um, I admire or I like, or I enjoy talking to, or are just interesting, um, you know, want to come sit down and, and, and talk. And that's all it is. And I, I'm not going in with any agenda. I'm not going in with any type of, you know, gotcha. You know, it's just, wow. hey, what, what's, what's your experience? Um, I, you know, I, I, want, I want people to talk about their jujitsu experience because um, it's, it, I think it can be, it, it has value. And at times can be profound, um, and 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 it can change people's lives. And, really? Yeah. So I, that's I don't know. I'm just going around. I actually, I've got a. Uh, I'm doing another one tomorrow. But uh, um, you know, some of the people that I've interviewed are you know kind of some of my my local heroes. You know, people that I've looked up to 
um, and that that I, you know, it's like I, I want to I want to grow up in jujitsu and be like them, you know. Um, yeah. And and then other people where they they the way either you know the way they compete or the you know sometimes it's just the way they conduct themselves. You know, I I, I really respect people that treat people well and are givers and are all about um you know trying to uh, uh kind of spread you know spread the spread the the whole thing about jujitsu and try to share it with other people um i think that it's easy and and years ago whenever i first started in jujitsu you know the the environment was different in tulsa and it was you know, i felt like every gym was like a gang you know and you couldn't go you couldn't go cross train and you know there were attitudes and you know there were several fi several figures that really helped change the environment and the tone of uh, um, the way the schools worked around here and, the, and it, it changed it changed everything um and it does so seem that late lately jiu-jitsu politics has gotten to be less of a thing yeah yes and i think I, I don't know about, you know, I, I mean, I've gotten to travel through uh, past jobs and, and I've got to uh, uh, go roll it in a lot of different places. In most places, people are, are pretty friendly and open. And then there are some places where I, I felt like they thought that I was there to steal something from them. You know, where, you know, it's, it's like I'm, I'm paying you money for your mat fee and you're treating me poorly. Why is this? Yeah. <laughs> No, and that's one of my favorite things to do is when I travel is to go take a class somewhere. I mean, I yep. went, went to Cobra Kai in Las Vegas. Nice. Uh, like, that was cool. And actually, I got to, I, my 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 father-in-law lives in Houston. Uh-huh. So, I was actually, I was, I got a guy named John McCown. I'm 0-3 against him. Uh-huh. In Houston, meet him through just competition. Yeah. Like, like, like me and him were there, and I, I stopped by his gym and we got to we got to roll a little bit. He's like, Clint, listen, I can tell you're being one of them guys that's trying to come here and be nice and not go hard. Uh -huh. This ain't that gym. <laughs> Let, it go. Right. Let it go. I go, okay. All you right. know, it's but the experience you have, you know, doing that. So have you met anybody famous yet while you were out there at a jiu-jitsu tournament grappling? Um well, you <laughs> you know, funny enough, uh not really at grappling, but I did. Uh, I, I met uh, Donald Cerrone at an airport in uh, Denver. Uh, oh, yeah. There for work, and uh, I'm walking by, and I, I was like, "That dude looks like Cerrone." What a, weird! And I, I kind of did a U-turn and walked back by, and I looked again, and holy crap, that's Donald Cerrone! And so I kind of start hovering over that direction. And he's on the phone. And he sees me and, you know, he can tell, you know, yeah, like, like, he tell your fangirl in a little bit. And so, and he was so cool. He, uh, um, I, I, I was trying to be respectful and not, you know, crowd him or be, you know, anything like that. And, but he, he made eye contact and he's like, Hey man, let me finish this. And, and then I'd love to talk to you. And, um, so I just kind of hung back. He did his thing. And then, uh, he, he hung up and he came over. He's like, Hey, what's up, man? so cool you know and and got to take a picture with him great guy i loved him he was fantastic
Yeah, see, because I've met um, the professional wrestler MVP. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he, he's actually, he's a brown belt at Gracie Baja in Houston, North, and Houston, North Carolina, Houston, Texas. Uh-huh. I was actually going to train with him one time, and he happened to not be there the night that we were going to train, because me and him were messaging back and forth. On I, I, of course, he's a little busy now, because he's, he's re-signed with WWE, but. Okay. Yeah, we did the Houston Open together. Uh-huh. Um, he wasn't in my bracket. He was, I think I was a purple belt at the time. He was a blue belt. Okay. Thank the purple belt on the podium. That was just me flexing, saying I'm at MVP, and we talk on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 was all, that was all there was to do. I'm just flexing, but yeah. No, that's so, cool. Met so really, no, I've not met anyone. And have you met anyone, Clint? <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> ask, I'm just going to tell you. So we did say Travis is going to start dating Ariana Grande here soon. So we, oh. yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. Is I'm gonna. I have a former student that was in my youth group that's uh-huh. probably going to be on the has a good chance to be on the Voice. Uh-huh. And so um, I was telling Clint about that on here, and <laughs> somehow it turned on. I was like, "Well, I got to figure out a way I can get involved in that." And I said, "Maybe I can go be his spiritual advisor." There you go. That sounds yeah. more Californian, you know. Well, but then you're going to have to like get a new wardrobe. You're going to have to get like a go with it. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. I'd wear like a robe. I'd like go it. bald. With get a, get a nose ring. Rings, a nose ring. You know, and then like when he's trying to choose like which coach, I could just stare intently into the camera. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then Clint threw out. He said, "You'll marry Ariana Grande," and that, that's a <laughs> done deal. He'll, be, he'll get in once he gets some of them stars. He's gonna. That's right. One, one time, you know. And believe. <laughs> that's right. I believe. I believe. Yikes. When did you decide to open up your own school, bud? Pardon me, say it again. When did you decide to open up your own school, ground control jiu-jitsu? Yes, sir. Um, so I, we actually opened in July of 21. Uh, I was still brown belt. Um, I had worked at my previous job off and on most of my adult life. I'd been back and forth at the same place like three or four times for long chunks of you know time um and mm-hmm. in, involved in the uh, uh um it, it was a uh drug and alcohol rehab facility in tulsa and um we had kind of navigated covid and i thought we financially i thought the company was i thought we'd kind of gotten over the hump and i was wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh they had to basically you know, do some cost saving stuff and say they, they eliminated uh, several uh, management positions and mine was one of them. Um, so suddenly I found myself without a job and I'd been thinking about, you know, I, the idea of eventually, you know, someday having my own school um, and, you know, okay, I don't have a job. You know, it's like, well, you know, someday might as well be now. And I had, I had not, I had, didn't have a plan. I didn't have money. I didn't have anything. <laughs> it was, okay, we're, we're going to figure out how to do this. And um, I've had people kind of just show up in my path at key times that have been lifesavers. Um, I, uh, you know, started asking around some of the gyms is like, Hey, do you have any mats that you want to get rid of for cheap or, 
whatever. And, and I, uh, I'd, I'd already talked to Matt who I built under Matt Vernon, you know, at, which is at primate. And, and, uh, he is in turn under Christian Durr in clinch. And then he's in turn under Jean-Jacques Machado. And uh, so that's kind of the lineage there. But, uh, I, I talked to Matt and, and he knew this is something I wanted to do and he supported me in it. But I had talked to Christian and uh, uh, just about Matt's and he's, he's like, well, man, why don't we get together and let's talk about this. And, and so we got together and, and he, uh, you know, he's working on a project that uh, uh, is an online um, deal that helps people with uh, schools, with jujitsu schools. And so he, he basically has mentored me and, you know, all the way through, you know, here, here's what you need to do. Here's the mistakes I made. Here's, you know, pointing me in the right direction and, uh, every, you know, things are just falling in place. I had uh, a student that I've been teaching for a while that came out of nowhere and said, Hey, you know, let me, let me, uh, uh, front you the money for your mats. And, you know, I was like, man, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, 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 I really want to do this. And so, you know, suddenly, you know, we ordered mats and I've got mats. And then um, I was looking around at, at, at places to go. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to uh, open up and just be another person in town that's, you know, a, a mile or two from someone else. I wanted to, where, where is an underserved area? And so um, I, I kind of checked out Glenpool, which is where I am. You know, things are growing this way. Uh, it's, it's a, you know, the whole area is growing and it, it's, you know, in my opinion, underserved. There's, there's not a school in Glenpool. You know, there, there are in surrounding towns. But uh, uh, so I, someone said, hey, you should come talk to Joe at the uh, Bellator CrossFit. And he's got, I think he's got some space. And so I came and talked to Joe and, you know, he didn't know me from Adam. And, you know, we had a conversation. I could tell he's kind of like, mm. and then, you know, we had another conversation and then he got excited about the idea and then a uh, third conversation. And then, then suddenly I've got a spot, you know, here at CrossFit Bellator, which is where I am now. And uh, Joe at, at CrossFit has been, man, he's been super, super supportive, um, very thoughtful, very kind, very giving. Um, and so it's just been like all these people that, have, have been helpful to me and you know, uh, you know we're we're a little school uh um you know i've got to work at, you know i've got a side job i work security to, to you know make the make ends meet and still don't meet but uh you know just doing doing what i do now i i, I there's nothing else i'd rather do there's just nothing. this is, and I, I i love it um, I get to use all the all my best attributes. I get to really be of service to people. I get to help help others, and I love it. So, so how about how many students do you have now, Jonas? And uh, uh, all together, um, you we're in the mid thirties right now. Oh, that's that's awesome. See, I had my own school for just a little bit. Yeah, and I hated it. I just hated it. I hated <laughs> it, and I just I just did. It wasn't for me. And yeah. Yeah. I, but I was able to, but I, I, I had that itch. I scratched it. I was like, okay, yeah. I'd rather go be a student. <laughs> right. And just, and just fill in. You know, I'm, <laughs> be a substitute. Like, I'm able to teach. I got a class I teach. Right. I teach right. Guys. Um, 
No, when you got 30 students, obviously you go to these tournaments and you have to coach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How is it more nerve wracking? It's obviously for me, it is. It's more nerve wracking to me to coach. Yes. Than it is to go out to go out there and do it because you see what they should. It's like so much easier to see like what they should be doing. Right. Over there. So at that turn, I think it was the tournament that we were that 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 we had our match. If uh-huh. I remember that was the first tournament that I had some of my students in a tournament. And so I, I had never done it that way. I had helped out at primate before, but they weren't mine. You know? no. <laughs> or, you know, and I was just helping. Um, but suddenly uh, you know, that, that was the first time where I was like, Oh, you know, competing and coaching at the same time. I don't know. Uh, because I started to care about my matches where I was so caught up in, in, in their matches and I was emotionally involved with them. And yeah. it, I got to get my match over with, cause I got someone over here. Yeah, no, I got in trouble for like cutting across the pulpit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, oh, Carlino's <laughs> son-in-law was like, did you not hear me? I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't <laughs> I tried to run over here and later on I'm, I apologize to him, but then I'm wearing my black belt, so it shows me a little bit of respect. <laughs> when I was street clothes, I was just a piece of crap. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, Jonas, man, we appreciate you coming on. We've kept you about an hour. My my pleasure, man. I I I, I, I thank you for for having me on here, and hopefully it was uh, worthwhile. And and yeah. uh, well, I think it was great. I mean, I. I knew you, but I didn't feel like I knew you that well. Like I said, just being friends with you and what we talked, I'm like, this is an interesting cat, and I think he's got an interesting story, and I want to talk to him. I appreciate it. Well, I didn't know you at all, and now I feel like I do, and I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been it's been nice getting to know you a little bit and uh, hearing, you, hearing your story, what makes you tick, and uh, yeah, what motivates you a little bit, and uh, and what what kind of keeps you rolling. And, uh, you know, keep it going. I know you're making a difference in those 30 or so lives, those people that are you're coaching and training. And, and right. uh, it's making a big difference. Thanks, sir. Appreciate that. Plug your school and your websites real quick, Jonas. Yeah, it's it's uh, ground control jujitsu. Um, so if you uh, probably the easiest way to find uh, any of them is if you do a search for ground control jujitsu Glenpool, then you're gonna you're gonna find a link to the website you're gonna you know the facebook i'm all i i i try to be on all the social media we got i got a tiktok i got all that so uh, i don't think yeah (laughs) it's it probably saves a lot of time in your life (laughs) well jonas man we appreciate you big time for joining us and uh on the big c bigger t podcast and uh you for uh educating us and for whipping Clint because he needs to stay humble. I, I he, he did. I, I won the Arkansas Open and I came in with a big head and you know his head, his head they, gets too big. His head gets too big, you know. I mean my experience is, is that I, I I never take it for granted because uh I, um you know I've got a whole handful of guys that I've been competing against with for years and I'll whoop them and then they'll come back and they'll whoop me. <laughs> fun of it <laughs> well, hopefully i get healthy at some point and we can run this back at some point jonas yes sir 
<laughs> well, Jonas, we appreciate you, folks. Thanks for listening, watching, or whatever you did to to be a part of this podcast. Have a great week, and uh, don't forget to like and share on all the places where you can like and share. Uh, check us out on Spotify, on Apple, on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio, on wherever you can find podcasts. We're there. Thank you so much. Thanks once again, Jonas Goins. Thank you. See, peace out, homie. Bye, everybody. Sweat, one, filthy, dirt, harvest, hurt, kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed In a and pain, Lord knows I gotta follow his lead, that's why I swear when I 